What if someone told you there isn't just one world? What if they told you that your reality isn't the only one? What if they said that there are infinite realities, infinite Earths, infinite versions of yourself, all just a little bit different? What if they gave you the chance to explore them all? Welcome to Otherware, and welcome to our heroes. Feedback, a.k.a. Aaron Riley, former supervillain and social media celebrity, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where he's trying to step out from under his own shadow and forge a new future. Juniper Juni Haraway, an inexperienced sorceress with explosive magic, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, where the loss of her grandfather and his magical expertise makes spell-slinging as the superhero mystic all the more challenging. Catherine Cat Slane II, a seasoned dimension traveler and daughter of the supervillain Transition, drifts in from Dimension 78341, Arcadia, an apocalyptic world being overtaken by supervillains. Phantom, formerly Noah Wilson, the ghost-like dimensional traveler, drifts in from Dimension 16209, a beautiful nature's paradise that evolved from a terrible world disaster. Quintessential hero, the naturally blue-haired not-a-protagonist, drifts in from Rancho Paseo Prime, a world where he's trying to live a normal life surrounded by far too many heroes, villains, and expectations. Again, the ribbons of the dimensions weave themselves together against the black of infinity. Come closer. The band that stands out this time is monochrome, black with streaks of white, curls of gray, dull and flat and without any sparkle. Closer. White expands, black jars in at odd and severe angles, expands again and then through. Black becomes the edges of buildings of blocky angular skyscrapers. White becomes the light flaring off stainless steel and glass. The city itself is as monochrome as the band of its dimension, monochrome and square. There are no trees, no green spaces, just flat asphalt, sidewalks, the glittering carapaces of cars, the fronts of shops or offices without color or embellishment. Overhead, the sleek, ovoid body of a zeppelin glides between the buildings, occasionally reflecting the sun down to the street in splashes of light and heat. Rancho Paseo, California, World 7783. Five teens crouch on the sidewalk, seeming half-dazed. Between them, a small black box with an LCD screen lies all but forgotten. Everything is strangely quiet, like the silence after thunder. Then, a dissonant klaxon echoes around the street, and something comes around the corner. It's as sleek as the Zeppelin, though much smaller. About three feet tall, or it would be if it's thrown on the ground instead of hovering above it. Its body is studded with sensors and blinking lights, and two hinged arms emerge from near the base. The words, Aegis Hero Enforcement, are just readable as it floats toward the group. There's a pause. A green light flips to red and a mechanical voice issues from a concealed speaker. Attention citizens, please present your federal identification or Aegis Hero card for scan. Thank you for complying. Then again, the street is silent. The what now? All right. Um, I don't remember these. So uh, what the hell's going on? Well, do you want the long story or the short version of it? Well, I've got a robot staring us down, so I feel like the short story is probably better. Well, this may be surprising to you, since you're 
clearly not used to this, but we've moved dimensions. Yeah, we ain't in Kansas anymore, are we? No. Huh. So I don't have a Aegis hero ID. So uh, what's our play? Yeah, I'm going to try leaving now. Yeah, I wouldn't really move. There's a moment where Phantom like clutches like the hood of their cloak as if they're going to pull it over their head to disappear like they normally would in this situation. But then they look at the others, those who are new to this, and then their eyes linger on Cat and they kind of sigh. Well, we're going to have to find a way out of here. Fight a way out, probably, because I'm down. The drone has kind of been hovering there, and the red light that was on has started flashing. Citizens, please produce your identification or Aegis Hero registration card, or reinforcements will be called. All right, Aaron's going to do something impulsive. Great. He just steps up. Hey, so uh, I don't have an ID. Uh, Will this do? And he's going to blast him. Okay, uh, we're going to go right into directly engaged then. Okay, that's a good start. That's a 10. So you get to pick two, resist or avoid their blows, take something from them, create an opportunity for your allies or impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Take something from them? I think I'm going to take away its ability to call reinforcements. Um, hopefully I'm going to damage it enough so that it's unable to call and present an opportunity for my allies. You guys, GTFO. Got it. So uh, tell me what this looks like. So he's just going to like, so he opens his hands and the air starts rippling. And again, there's that sound almost like a synthesizer or a bass snarling. And he's just going to like kind of sprint forward and grab both sides of this thing. And then the sound is just going to pulse between his hands. Sparks are flying and parts of it are just cracking. So your sound waves pulse through this and you can see uh, the drone almost like vibrates a little bit inside itself inside its housing and another one of their little green lights turns to red tampering with this drone is a criminal and civil offense please stay put you will be retrieved and then the drone explodes in a contained explosion enough to drive you this to send feedback falling back and i actually want you to roll take a powerful blow for this it kind of sends you arcing backwards as it explodes 2d6 plus conditions you want to roll low I want to roll low. Okay, cool. All right. That's a that's a five. It's not that low. No, that's good. So yeah, you um it's if it's if for that one, if you roll a failure, basically, you muscle through whatever happened. So you get thrown back, but are able to catch yourself. The one thing that none of you can catch though is as this drone explodes, you all feel like you're hit with some sort of liquid. And looking at each other, you can see that you're marked with this like neon green viscous liquid that's covering various parts of you. Well, that's icky. What the hell is this? Where even are we? No, we're good. What do you mean? You're acting like you've done this before. It doesn't even seem like we're in the same city. I have. We're in fascist hell. If I'm blowing up Nazi robots, I'm down. Wait, where are we? What are you talking about? Aegis here is dangerous does that make vanguard hitler because i am i am way less enthused about that i don't know who hitler is as you say where is here there's the sound of helicopters or some sort of rotating blade coming closer to you from overhead that's not good i don't think there's time to explain well i did buy us time i'm pretty sure that thing didn't call for backup so let's bail i'm going to pick up the device 
Oh, yeah. So you grab your device and are you guys going to all take off running? What are you doing? Yep. Take off running sounds like a good plan. Sweet. I look at Phantom. You, spooky person. You've done this before. Yes. I'm following your lead. What do we do? Oh, oh, well. We are running, get captured or fight and get captured. Kind of our two options here right now. We could find Strike. I don't know if we want to, but at least they won't try and capture us. The helicopter noises are getting much, much closer. They're very fast. All right. Less talking, more leaving. Yes. Cat uh, will blink over to feedback and pick him up. Uh, uh, thank you. So he gets help to his feet and you guys are booking it somewhere down one of these streets. It's, it's, it's a straight street that goes in two directions. Uh, there, there isn't like, where's to go? Okay, yeah. So you know what? While we're, while we're doing this, how are all of you guys looking aside from spattered with neon uh, goo? I mean, I just did my interview, so I'm still in full costume. Sweet. Mystic still has her like glowy shell on. Mm. It's not really a shell. I guess it's just like her skin is like glowing yellow. Nice. Phantom still has their hood down, so their face is in full view. Okay, so you all, so Phantom can be seen. Uh, the rest of y'all and Cat can be seen. The rest of y'all are are being supers. Sort of. Uh, Quint is mostly in civvies plus mask. So this is a very mixed group we have that's, that's started running up the alleyway. Uh, as you guys start moving, the goo that's on your front, you can feel it congeal like it's pulling against your skin and trying to pull itself together. Also, it's pulsing. A, that, that neon color is, is, begins to pulse. And the faster you run, the faster it, pulls, it pulses and the more it constricts. Okay, I'm going to try to expel it from my skin uh, with my magic. Awesome. Roll uh, Freak. Release your powers. That's an eight. Nice. Uh, so you're using your magic to shed this. Tell me what that looks like as you're doing this. So I think she's already had the magic glow on her, and she's just going to try to make it a solid thing just to come off and push whatever is touching her off. Okay. Yeah, this goo flies off your skin in fact it's you expected okay it would go away but it like evaporates um your powers are way way more effective on this than they really have any right to be then though you guys are running down this street all of a sudden the helicopter that you've been hearing is directly overhead there is a figure sort of hanging out of it doing that like action hero hanging out of the helicopter thing uh, they've got a full face mask on and a uniform that's reminiscent of the Aegis super uniforms from your dimension, but a lot more uniform-y and a lot more stormtrooper-y. Um, the person is hanging out the thing and yells down, Unlicensed heroes, stop. You will need to be brought into headquarters. If you do not try to flee any further, no violence will be conducted against your persons. I don't believe that. So he's lying? Because I can blast him. Well, I don't know how they deal with the Westview, but I've, last time I was here, I didn't make the best impression. Unlicensed heroes, you have 30 seconds to comply or you will be fired upon. We have 10 seconds to piss off. Cat would like to directly engage the helicopter. Beautiful. Go for it. That is a nine. Nine. Nice. So what are you going to do? What's your, what's from that list? So Cat's going to take something from them. Nice. What are you going to take? So she teleports directly into the helicopter and stabs upward for a spear into the rotor uh, and is going to take away its ability to fly. 
Oh, that's lovely. And then reappear next to a group. Yeah, so your spear jams into the rotors. There's a wonderful sound of screeching metal and the helicopter starts to plummet out of the sky, basically. Was there someone in that helicopter? There was a pilot. Is he falling? The, the helicopter pilot's inside the helicopter fly, falling toward the earth, yes. Yeah, um, we should probably do something about that. Hey, there's someone in there. The person that was leaning out the helicopter, though, Mystic, this person, something about them is is uncomfortable and weird to you. Like, they're, they're really familiar and you have no idea why. And as the helicopter starts to go down, they launch themselves off and are caught in a cocoon of glowing light that lowers them down to the ground. I'm charging my burn watching this. Lovely. I'm going to fly up into the helicopter as it and take the pilot and like link my, my arms under his arms and I pull him out and then just set him on top of the building. You're welcome. Nice. So I'm not going to make you roll for that because that's awesome. So you, in the split second you have before this uh, helicopter crashes into the ground, uh, you pull the pilot out, get him on top of the building, and then the helicopter crashes into the ground. The explosion is pretty spectacular. There's lots of squealing and running. And then the, the, um, it basically leaves like a crater, a small crater, and the buildings on either side of it, the windows blow out. However... As the person who was uh, hanging out the helicopter comes down, they you can see them do something with their hands, and there's a popping sound, and a sort of yellowish mist spreads around the scene, covers all of you, sort of drifting down. So quickly enough, you can't escape it. But as it starts touching you, everything gets really confusing and wobbly and shady, and then you lose consciousness. I will say, um, before that, yeah, my mask does act as an air filter. I'm willing to go down, but um, it's magic. Is it magic? It's no, it's this one's actually not. This is inhalable and skin contact. Oh, it's not. Oh, skin contact. Oh, in that case, I'm fucked. You mean you don't have skin tight bodysuits? <laughs> Shockingly, no. That's not my aesthetic. So, I mean, it, it tingles against the skin and burns a little bit and burns in your lungs and then unconsciousness. Does Phantom fall out of the sky? Because they... You got successfully down. Or if you did, you fell from a couple feet. You're probably going to wake up a little banged up, but not, not worse than that. So, once again, you guys are waking up from being disoriented and confused. This time, you all wake up roughly the same time and your hands are cuffed in front of you with metal cuffs that are sparky they've got that magic you know how Junie uh, mystic when she charges up she gets that glow all of the handcuffs glow like that uh, and you're sitting in what appears to be the back of some sort of transport like a prisoner transporter van and your ankles are also shackled and they're shackled through the bars of this transport there is also one other person with you in this that you've never met before what do you do as you guys wake up here as much as I love taking naps, I'm getting tired of waking up. <sighs> I ain't saying shit till I talk to my lawyer. The person that's sitting, uh, that he's the, the last person's far up, like up the, the end of the thing away from all of you guys. He's been awake, obviously, and he's sort of just... Lawyer? You think you get a lawyer? My was worth a shot. With your attention drawn to him, it's weird. Um, so Junie, or Mystic, you would recognize him. This guy looks his uniform looks a lot like remix the the one of the the heroes that's in sidekicks with you 
but his uniform is all black and smoke gray, uh, very subdued and subtle. Nice gimmick infringement, asshole. He raises an eyebrow behind his mask. Since we're all stuck here together, maybe we should introduce ourselves. I mean, I've been watching all of you, and I know one of you, but... You've been watching us? That's not creepy at all. I tend to watch people before I interact with them, and you're all so interesting. How long have you been watching us? I would love some context for the watching myself, because, I mean, I have private time, and I am not super comfortable with the idea that you have just been surveilling me. The other guy that who is Remix is, uh, when you say you have private time, he starts to laugh and then sort of stifles it. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not looking into your homes. Oh, thank fuck. It's just when I see you out on the street, sometimes I'll watch you to understand what your dimension is like. So I think this is a good opportunity for Judy to recognize them. Yeah, tell me what's going through your head. Tell me a little bit about who, who this person, you're, who you see Phantom to be. Not long after Junie first developed her powers, she accidentally used them on a playground and hurt a classmate named Noah. And this person uh, sitting in front of her looks a lot like her classmate Noah, only maybe with a different hairstyle and definitely wearing clothes not uh, familiar to her. And she spent all of her adolescence thinking about how uh, she wishes she hadn't hurt this classmate, and she literally can't look at them without thinking about that incident. Noah, is that you? I'm sorry. The person you think I am, I'm not. How does Phantom react to this, being called by, obviously, the name of, of the, the person he, uh, they were in this dimension? What does that feel like, and what do they do? Phantom kind of gets this, like sour look on their face because their name Noah is very attached to their life before they started dimensioning traveling and those memories aren't exactly happy ones they are but they're mostly bittersweet so the fandom is kind of like upset about it like turns their head away can I roll pierce the mask please that's an eight so I Get to ask one question. Let's see. Uh, what do you intend to do? I think what Phantom intends to do is to get uh, get out of the situation and start back on what they were doing before, which is traveling. Well, I can I can start. I'm a I go by the name Feedback. I'm a I'm a guy. I'm sorry. I don't know quite where I stand anymore. Things are weird. So. The the one the, the person that's not on your team is looking at you really hard. Like he hasn't looked at the other people like this. He's just kind of staring at you. Have we met before? What, you and me? Yeah. No. Okay, whatever. Oh, I don't know you. Crosses his arms and leans back and feigns disinterest. Apparently I'm in another dimension and I wasn't, you know, and I do air quotes in my cuffs, a big deal here, I guess. Okay, whatever. I must be wrong. It doesn't matter anyways. Hi, I'm Cat. Hi, Cat. Hi, I'm trying to see if I can get out of here. Would I recognize Quint since I know one of his other selves? Uh what how remind me how you know his his uh other one? 
In one of the dimensions, I befriended and then dated for several months that Quince. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, since you would, you don't quite recognize, he looks really similar to the dude. Uh, you'd identify him as one of the other selves. So you have a pretty good idea who actually this might be. It's complicated with, with dimension traveling. Yes. So you, but you do know, I mean, as a traveler, you do know that identifying him doesn't say anything about him as a, as a person. Quint? Quintessential? Yeah, don't call me that. It's... Hey, but uh, I ain't seen you since uh, that, that time we ran in. How, how you been, man? Um, I've been better. You're not still mad, are you? Don't worry about it. I guess let's get out of this weird, um, yeah, I'm so tired of this. I am too, man. I'm, and I look right at Junie, my name is Phantom. The knower you know is not. They're not me. Okay, well, uh, uh, hey everyone, I'm a mystic, so I guess, I, I mean, I'm seeing some familiar faces that don't, Seem familiar, so I'm inclined to believe you at this point. So the the other guy that's with you, again, he looks at Mystic really hard. This time he doesn't ask anything. It's it's a different, it's a more apprehensive look at than than with the other ones. Look, if you guys are done playing patty cake here, you know we're not getting out of this, right? I'm not gonna stop me from trying. I'm very good at getting out of situations. And I've gotten away from here once before. You got out of an Aegis detention facility for rogue heroes? Well, I wouldn't say I got out of a detention facility, but I've been here before and last time my encounter was, well, not pleasant. <laughs> exactly. You didn't get out of the detention center. So you really are from a different dimension? Because I didn't know that was a thing. Is that a thing? Apparently it's a thing. There are a multitude of dimensions, and I've seen many. So at this point, all of you realize, well, individually, you realize you're not holding that, that device, that you don't have it. Yeah, so I think I'm sitting there, and I can still feel the magic on my body, and I have a move called Elemental Awareness, and I can ask anyone question about the world around me, and the GM will answer honestly. That's fantastic. And I thought that would be perfect for a game of Dimension Hoppers. That's amazing and I love it. Yes. So I'm going to spend a burn to do that. Okay. Tell me what it feels like first. What does it feel like when you expand your senses here? You're like your magical reach. What's it What's it like? I think it's the, I, it, again, this time it's kind of invisible, but I think I'm just like kind of using magic to kind of reach out and just like experience what's going on in the greater world. Nice. I think I'm going to mark afraid because this is a very drastic situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you, where is that device? That device is actually in the front of this transport, uh, but there's just some complications around it. So as you extend your senses, this whole world, you've, you've done this before uh, in your dimension and everything. I mean, it feels warm, normal, anxious people, whatever. Here it's just it feels sterile it feels like a white room uh in your brain except in what you can tell is the front of this uh transport vehicle there is a just a bright bright light 
that feels a lot like your magic and the devices with that light. I have a question. Yes. Can I access my powers right now? Yes. Cool. I'm going to take a look at Mystic. Hey, so uh, I saw you uh, throwing out some, some real nasty crap back there. Uh, you think you could, uh, you think you'd be able to manage to do that again? Because I have an idea. Uh, yeah, I think I can do that. I don't know if I'm ready to do that in a car that we're all sitting in, but yeah. You're not going to try and pull some power bullshit, are you? Do you want to squish us like bugs? Well, didn't you say that we're going to get squished by bugs with whatever organization is coming after us? I mean, if it's a choice of being in a rehabilitation center or dying, I choose rehabilitation center. So, please, wait till I get out of here. I haven't done anything yet. Don't worry. Okay, sure, that's whatever. But just don't. He, he sort of puts, he tries to put his head, hand, head, head in his hands, but the whole shackles. Look, let me entertain the idea that you're from another dimension or whatever. The way it works here is you don't cause ages. And if you do, you go into detention, you get reconditioned, and you come back out a proper governmental hero. So we're going to be governmental heroes now. Oh, so it's 1984? No, it's... it's 2020. What are you talking about? Oh, God, cultural references are lost on you. This is bullshit. Anyway, look, I am not going to get thrown into some white room and reconditioned with rats or whatever. No, that's, that's, not, that's not how I do things. I think Phantom looks over at Cat. You know, remember that conversation we had? Well, I offered to take you with me. And you said that your mother would- Cat <laughs> will shoot you a very angry look, basically telling you to shut the fuck up right now or she will find a way over to you. So Remix uh, leans forward. There is another option, but it's a really slim chance. So I don't want to get your hopes up. Okay, what's the other option? Have you heard of the OP? Cause you haven't heard New Dimension. <laughs> huh. We're being recorded here, but they know I'm part of it anyways. The opposition. You know, strike? They're... I'm kind of a big deal. They might come after me. Stick close to me, you might get rescued too. He, he looks around. Totally no one's coming to rescue me. Talking into the cameras. I'm sure I have no chance of getting rescued at all. But you want me to keep the prisoners calm, right? And then he looks back to you. So stick with me and you might just get rescued. Yeah, hypothetically, of course, he looks into the camera. We're hopeless and we are ready to serve our new overlords. Wink. Fuck this place. How do we get out? We get taken to detention first. But you need anything? For, he, he seems like he's, uh, especially as feedback is talking, he's, he's mellowed out a lot. When Mystic was talking, he'd gotten really tense. Uh, with feedback, he seems more willing to, like, actually interact like a person. And he has a similar response to Quint, but, uh, but more, much more mild. I mean, we got another hour at least before we get where we're going. They're not going to leave us. Um, I think they'll just drive us in circles, honestly. So we don't know where we are. In the meantime, anything I can tell you so you get squishless? Yeah, so um, what are these handcuffy things? These aren't normal. Oh, magic cuffs. One of their agents has some magic ability. Very well trained. They magic the cuff so he can't... Some power use is okay, but you can't... Mostly you can't use your powers. Quint is going to try to use his powers. 
going to try and summon a psychic lockpick. You actually are. It's it's easy. It doesn't seem like it's getting in the way of your powers. You, you're able to summon that lockpick. But once you start using it on the lock, it like sparks and fizzles. Oh, that's interesting. I told you. They prevent tampering. They also can sometimes magnify effects. Just better not use your powers till you're out of the cuffs. So I have a very hypothetical question. If we were to say, disable the vehicle, would your friends be here sooner? Probably. Maybe. It depends on where they are. They know where the detention facilities are. Or at least they know where some of them are. They don't know the traveling, how to get there. Okay, so that's a bit of a risky move. But it's on the tape. Hypothetically, if we were to get free, and if we were to get these cuffs off, I could signal them. Hypothetically. As Kat's calming herself down from uh, Phantom having inappropriately mentioned her mother, and try and slip out of the cuffs by dislocating her phone. That's going to be a directly engage the threat for the cuffs. You are directly engaging the cuffs in combat. Uh, that's a full hit. So pick two. All right. So we're going to take something from them. Okay. Their ability to hold my hands together because I'm slipping out of them. And we're going to resist or avoid their blows. She's able to get her hands out with minimal damage. There's two like audible, disgusting cracks slash pops. Cat wiggles her fingers and like pulls them out of her sockets and slips her hands out and there's another two as she fixes them again oh that's fucking hardcore dude yeah uh remix is kind of looking at you with, with with admiration there any chance you can get us out of here too so your feet are still cuffed but your hands are free uh she's gonna look down and study the cuffs do these look like they're doing the same thing that the handcuffs were doing the foot cuffs yeah they don't have the magical aura around them. They just look like pretty standard ankle shackles. Oh, I could probably break those. Uh, spread your feet as wide as you can, uh, and I'm going to try to shatter the chain with a sound burst. Yeah, so this I do want you to roll uh, to unleash your power. Unleash my powers, yeah, okay. Yes, plus freak. Oh, dear God. That is an 11. Nice. But tell me what this looks like. How does it, how does it work? He just kind of opens his hands again. This sounds so funny, but it kind of sinks into the palm and the LEDs on his sleeve start pulsing and he just extends his hands as far as he can and snaps a finger. And there's a burst of sound right at the floor. So there's like a rent in the floor or a dent rather. And the chains and the cuffs just kind of breaks apart from the force of it. Perfect. Because of the way these cuffs work and the way the inside of this vehicle is shielded, it, the, the, it slams into those cuffs and shatters them and then proceeds to ricochet backward uh, into the vehicle. So, Quint, roll take a powerful blow for me. Uh, oh, God. Why? I, I always screw Quint over. That is uh, a seven. Uh, I'm going to lash out verbally at Mr. Feedback here. What the? Are you trying to get us killed? Uh, this, uh, you're new at this, aren't you? Ooh. At heroing, yes. At superpowers used recklessly, no. I'm very experienced at that. So uh, there's a, like a pounding on the wall up that would be by the cab, uh, and you can hear a voice. Are you trying to kill yourselves in there? That would save us some work. Yes. 
Oh, we'll keep you posted. It's Bloodsport back here. Fun. Cat will approach a door to the cab. Okay, yeah, there's like a, uh, like, in a, in a limousine, it would be that bar kind of window. And it's one of those, but it's this double reinforced metal. There's a grate and there's a metal slidey door on the other side. The grate's toward you guys. It's been kept closed. They didn't slide it open. Whoever's yelling at you is just kind of yelling through the, the metal. Cat will summon her spear. Lovely. With the cuffs off, it's, it's easy. It is, is where you want it to be. So now you have a standing cat who is about how tall? 6'2". Uh, yeah, so you're actually feeling most... You have to kind of crouch to stand up in this, this vehicle. It's not... Yeah, and you suddenly are taking up a lot more space than you were when you were seated. All right, I'd like to unleash my powers. Uh, okay, go for it. I'd like to uh, teleport into the cab of the truck. Oh, lovely. So Remix is kind of leaning, leaning away, away. So please roll for this. Oh, no. Wow. So you do, you, you vanish out of that, uh, out of the, the, the storage space where you guys are, are all shackled. Cat blinks out of existence and you blink into existence in the cab, sitting between a very, very, very large man who is driving and Someone that looks very similar to the, uh... oh, wait, Judy's wearing her mask. Yes. Okay, then forget the looks. She's, this, this person is full body shimmering like the person that was in the cab with you, the, the back with you. She blinks, looks at you, puts her hand on your wrist and with like a sizzling popping sound, you get slammed backwards and are back in the cab again. Or in the, not the cab, in the this detention area again. And the voice comes through. Maybe don't try that again. I'll be less nice next time. In the back of this detention vehicle, a remix is, is again, just kind of, you all kind of, maybe instead of you sticking with me, I should stick with you guys. You seem a little tougher than our normal breeds of hero here. Sorry, apparently we're about to seize this vehicle, so, you know. I think, I think this is going pretty well, all things considered. Uh, you said the foot cuffs were mundane, right? Yeah, they're normal cuffs. I'm going to go pick those, just so I don't, I'm no longer uh, foot cuffed. Okay, uh, I'm not going to make your roll for that. I, that's a very standard delinquent talent. You can pay, you, you, you get your cuffs off your ankles pretty easily. I want to use uh, sharpened eyes. What does that one do? When you... Assess the situation. You may always ask one of the following questions, even on a miss. So roll assess, and then you get to choose stuff and then add one of those questions. Nice. So you get one question off the list and one of your questions. Who here is most vulnerable to me? Do you mean vulnerable in that you could hurt most or most like what do you, I want to make sure I understand what you're asking. Vulnerable. Yes. Who could I hurt the most? All the people in this van or in this, this detention center. If you blow up your, your powers, this is going to magnify the powers back at you and squish all, like you said, squish y'all like bugs. I don't have any magical powers. I don't have any powers at all. Yeah. But I mean, you have, do you, don't you have like punchy, you can punch people? Yes, I can punch people. So the way... You know from dimensional traveling that there's a lot of different tech levels. This tech level isn't as high as you've seen, but it is a little higher than you're used to because it can actually take kinetic energy and magnify it too. Ah, okay. So yeah, I mean, you could, if you start punching the walls, it will feed that energy back to the rest of the people in here and, and move you guys around. 
right? And my second question for, for sharpened eyes is, what is my best way out? So again, using knowledge of this dimension, you have two options and they're both equally outable. One is to literally get to the detention facility. From what you know about Strike, if, or I'm sorry, if Remix is telling anything close to the truth, there will be a, a breakout attempt made. So you can get to the detention center and see what happens. Cat is getting that handled, so. Is Cat okay? Not physically hurt. Cat will pick herself up. Are you all right? Looking very angry. Cat. She's going to try something really dumb again. Great. Don't get yourself hurt. Cat would like to unleash her powers and teleport back into the cab and start raising some serious hell. Okay. Uh, Rebix kind of looks you over. You've got... Okay. This is dumb. This is real dumb. But you know what? More trouble for them is good. Real good. So go you. I was going to say break us out first, but you do you, homie. So go ahead and roll. That is a partial hit. Perfect. So this time, you managed to get back into the cab and the feature, the person with the glowy stuff is looking in the other direction. So, so what do you do? Well, first, I'm going to mark a condition. Okay. Cat uh, is angry. Okay. She doesn't like being touched without her permission, and she definitely doesn't like being messed with. Now she's going to directly engage uh, Not Mystic. Got it. So glowy person, as soon as you appear next to her, whirls around and raises her hands like she's going to do something probably a little less nice than what she did last time. Go ahead and roll. Ah, full hit to directly engage. The one thing I'm going to say ex parte is that you can't take the device because I need that to be in their hands for plot reasons. Yes, so I want to resist or avoid their blows. Mm -hmm. And I want to take from them least temporarily the ability to use their magic Ooh, how do you do that and tell me what it looks like so i know a lot of magic requires hand motions mm -hmm. as she like appears uh and decks from her face she grabs the hand mm. uh, and then just like slams it into the dashboard okay yeah you actually can feel the hand break uh in your in your hand and the the magic that's been infusing this body flares really brightly. And then um, there's sort of a, like, not even quite a scream, like a stifled scream, like a really well-trained person who's not knows not to scream, that kind of thing. Uh, and then the other hand comes back for you, and I'm assuming gets equal treatment? Yes. So it's at that point that the other gentleman punches you. That That's not going to... Yeah, he doesn't send you unconscious this time, um, but the world is reeling. However, as you're sort of out of it, the car does, the van does come to a stop. So the people in the back, what you hear is a, a sort of growling stifled scream and then a thud and then the, tr the, the van stops moving. Any chance that ruined magic person's channeling on keeping these cuffs like magic? It did not. Damn. There is a flicker in them, but they stay. For all of you guys from where you are can hear the, the uh, harsh voice. You better summon your, you better summon the boss. We, we can't just summon him. And then uh, for Kat, where you are, you see again that magic flares really, really bright, bright enough to blind you. 
and nobody else sees or hears anything. So as far as you guys know in the back that the car is, the van is stopped. All right, I'm going to try and destroy the pole with my powers. Nice. Okay, go for it. All right. Hey, guys, uh, brace yourselves. I'm about to do some reckless shit again. Sorry, Quinn. <sighs> so same roll. Normally, I wouldn't have you roll for this, but you missing would be equally fun to you succeeding, so... It's a natural 12, actually. Nice. So this is an amazing success. Why don't you just tell me how it works? All right. So I just aim my powers at the, um, I like start it up and then I aim one hand. I kind of twist. So one hand's aiming at the top of the pole, one hand's aiming at the bottom. And then I blast it to try and break them off at the, break it off of the base. It does better than you expected. In fact, the pole vibrates and then disintegrates into shards of metal. Holy shit. Fucking a man. Y'all saw that, right? That was rad as hell. Anyway, I'm breaking out. Okay, okay. You, I want you on my side, dude. You should get involved in this whole OP thing. And he sort of stands up. His hands are still cuffed, but so you still have cuffs on your hands, but he stands up and starts heading toward just in front of all you guys to where the, the door is in the back. Phantom wants to try and open the back door. Yeah, so in the front with Kat, the the glowing girl opens the door, gets out, and drags you. Oh, she can't. Her hands are ruined. Never mind. Uh, the the big burly guy takes you by the collar and pulls you out of the van. You're a little too disoriented to do anything, but then you're standing on the street, and the glowing girl with her hands in front of her, still glowing pretty brightly, is looking straight up at the sky. What are you going to do? Uh, I would like to directly engage the other man. Lovely. Let's do that. Uh, do I need to mark a condition from him punching me in the face? Eh, no. I, I think that was a... We, thematically, you had enough co- narrative consequences for it. Uh-oh. That's missed. So are you going for him physically? What are you doing? Uh, as she sort of, like, regains her focus, she's going to wheel around and just try and, like, smash him across the face of the spear. Nice. This guy is big. You hit him across the face, full on baseball strike, and he shrugs it off and then wraps his arms around you in a bear hug, trapping your your arms to your sides. Cut it out. I don't want to have to hurt you. And he just kind of just stay put for a second. We're getting you're going to get dealt with. If you try that again, I'm going to break your ribs. Mm. Cat will grumble. So can we open the door? (laughs) Yeah, um. So outside the van, Kat, you see this like streak, like in your world, this would be Vanguard flying in. It, uh, here, it's sort of a purpley, glowy, swirly streak across the sky. And then a figure lands right in front of the, where you guys have stopped. He's an older man, gray hair, kind of got the whole Merlin thing going on. But if Merlin were like a mercenary soldier who worked for the government, so long hair, long beard, but armor and this almost magneto style helm silver helmet on his head and he, he looks you over and then flicks his finger and the guard's arms fall away from you but then you're wrapped up in bonds of power that are the same color as glowing girl is this vanguard no this is someone else so he this this figure this should have been an easy mission for you we've ran all the simulations what went wrong and the, the girl sort of drops her head. I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting she got out. There must have been something wrong with the shielding and the 
she sort of starts making excuses, but the older man just sort of shakes his head. It appears I have failed to train you properly. Two more weeks in the training simulator. Grandpa. And then he, he, he shrugs. I will have zero complaints, young lady. You know Vanguard will do much worse. Then uh, he walks to the back of the truck and again flicks his little finger and the doors fly open and you guys are looking out at the guy I just described. Can we hear what was said? Yes, you can hear it. And you are looking at your grandfather, who you have not seen since you were a little kid, except this is a weird fascist grandfather. Okay, I still have the cuffs on, right? Unless someone else, no, yeah, you have, your ankle cuffs are free and you're, you're like free, but you're cuffed together. Okay. So like, yeah, you're... So we're cuffed together. Is it the handcuffs still on? Yeah, there's handcuffs on you that have a chain that went to the thing. And then you have wide shackles that would be far enough that you could walk in them. Okay. I, hmm, I think that she is just like flabbergasted and is just staring at this man who she... She didn't even really remember what he looked like, but she's like searching her memory through like photographs of him that she's seen. And I think he might have like different facial hair, but there's no like mistaking the parts of his face that are exposed. Mm -hmm. And I think I am just going to like roll pierce the mask again. Perfect. And that's a full hit. Lovely. I get three of these questions. So I, I think I'm... I'm going to first ask, uh, what are, what is he really planning? Until he opened the back of the, the thing, he was just planning on knocking all of you guys out and taking you to detention. Now he's seeing you, so he wants to knock everyone else out and keep you awake. What do you want me to do? He wants you to explain how the hell you're here, who you are. How can I get your character to uh, let us go? You can't. I'm sorry. You want another question? Because there's just not a way to make that happen. Sure. How can I gain influence over you? Yeah. If you fully open up and explain you're from a different dimension and all of that stuff, he, he will. That would work great. Tell him everything you know about what happened to you. That would be a great way to get influence over him. Does anyone else want to do anything? Because I think Mystic is just sitting there for this moment. If someone else has something they're going to do right away. I was going to attack him. <laughs> Yeah, Phantom was going to attack and I was going to follow right behind. Perfect. So I'm not going to have you roll for this. Tell me what it looks like as you're as you're attacking this guy with your shackled hands and all of that. I think uh, what Phantom does is that Phantom like lunges forward and like leaps from the back of the car with like their hands like forward to like bash him with the gloves. Mm -hmm. Okay. what about the rest of you? It's going to sound like a bass drop at the climax of a dubstep song aimed directly at his face. Perfect. What about you, Quint? Are you doing anything? Quint is going to walk out. But you're attached to the rest of us, though, right? No, you you have your own individual chains that were looped around. The, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, not chain getting here. So these, this, the two attacks and the one casual saunter. What it looks like is, you know, when in a thing where someone jumps and then gets caught by like a, a freeze ray or something. You freeze in midair and are surrounded by this jelly-colored, pinky, purpley, swirly light. And it, it does feel like moving through jello. You can still keep going, but now you're in slow-mo. And for a second, it looks like you're going to just, this isn't going to connect at all. And then from somewhere behind this Merlin dude, there's a sound that's like a high-pitched guitar, electric guitar squeal. And 
something slams into the man from the back. Uh, feedback, you actually, that sounds a lot like what your powers sound like when they're used. And he, uh, the, the, the Merlin loses control of your bodies and sort of staggers forward and lets you guys come out to collide with him. I'm going to try to wrap my, cha- my handcuff chains around his throat and just pull back. Oh, X, I, please, with the chain around his neck, I can't. Oh, is this actually Charlie? Yeah, this is, this is V, I can't. Got yeah, it. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, of course. Okay. Thank you for saying something. Uh, then some other attack. All right. Um, in that case, I'm just. What would be an okay alternative for you, uh, Charlie? What would, what would be more comfortable? Would just a chain wrapping his arms to his chest be okay? It's around the neck part. That's okay. So it's it's the it's the next it's the choking specifically. All right. Uh, would it be more okay if I were to, with my bound arms, put him in like a triangle choke? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then with my arm, with my hands, I like have his his head in like the crook of my elbow, and like one hand is around the back of his head, pushing it into it. It's very hard with the chain, but I'm managing. So I want to take one second to break really quick and just say you guys are all awesome for for feeling that really cool. So yeah, you. I'm going to set this scene for what everybody's looking at. So in the movie, you get that sweeping camera pulls down and circles everything and everybody's frozen in very exciting heroic poses. Except Quint. (laughs) Except for Quint, who has his hands in his pockets and looks like he's a whisk. The debatably hero, the Aegis dude, who we'll just go ahead and start calling Thaumaturge because that's who it is, is has his arms down by his sides with, I think it was Feedback's chain looped around him, holding him to his body. Oh, I, I had said I was putting him in a triangle choke. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that. So, yes, I can figure that. So he's got him, like, his arms are... Are you? Well, how tall is uh, Feedback? Uh, he's about 5'11", almost 6 feet. So you actually have to reach up, because this dude is tall. He's, like, 6'2", six, 6'3". Three, six, six, so you don't have to reach up a lot, but you do have to reach up. But you've got him. The other people uh, that had been charging out of the back have come down to rest in suitably heroic poses. Cat has been released, but it's sort of reeling still a little bit. And then you have glowing crushed hand girl who is running toward you. Big uh, bodyguard guy is just sort of standing there. He doesn't get paid enough for this shit. But what everything starts getting interesting is that from behind you guys, where, where you had the back of the van had been, there are two new figures that are coming upward. Feedback, you look at one of them, who the one who's a little hanging back a little bit, and you know there's something familiar, you know this person. This is this person is familiar. They and they actually kind of look like you, the way their 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 costume is designed, except where yours is flashy and has blinking lights and stuff. Theirs is muted. And it's almost like they sink into the shadows and, and, and are hard to see. Oh my god, I look so much cooler in this dimension. And the other person who's actually kind of leading. Quint, he looks a lot like you, except his hair is that bright blue. Um, and he he's dressed actually fairly similarly to you. He's not in a whole bunch of super suit. It's like super suit on casual Friday, but he's just running toward you until he sees you. And then he sort of stops and you guys are looking at each other face to face. Oh, God, I'm my own worst nightmare. I'm going to try and like aim Thaumaturge at the other me and be like, hey, hit him with the bass drop. Yeah, yeah, I know you can do that. So there's this squealing sound that is clearly a scent and he gets slugged in the stomach and sort of doubles over, pulling against your, your arms on him. What about the rest of you guys? I'm going to go over to Kat and say, are you okay? Fine. Kat's gonna smash 
thaumaturge in a face. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to roll for any of this because you guys are just awesome at this point. So yeah, you you he's doubled over in pain, has some arms around his neck, and then you hit him in the face. What is the other Junie doing? Yeah, she has. She takes a little while to close to you. She sort of is looking at our dimensions, Mystic, and she's frozen. It looks and her powers are actually kind of flickering, like, like blinking, like a light that's not quite screwed in all the way. And she's stopped and is looking at Mystic here. I'm gonna knock her out. Oh, nice. So are you going to hit her or are you going to hit her with some sort of blast? Oh, how are you knocking her out? I'm going to, because I'm floating. Yeah. Because who needs to walk on the ground when you can float? <laughs> and I'm going to kick her in the head. Yeah. So there is the impact of a boot to the back of her skull. Her head snaps forward and then she crumples on the ground and all of the magic on your cuffs, the magic around her just blinks out. <laughs> I look at Mystic. I hope you know that was against her and not you. You're fine. What is happening? I've been trying to think about what I'm actually going to do in this situation. I think she's just like so confused that she was literally just like standing, slowly walking towards seeing all this. And then all of a sudden, like the person who she thought was Noah kicks what she has realized in this moment is another version of herself to the ground. And she's just going to also flare up her magic. And I think... Um, just going to like use her magic to rip her um, her bonds off of her. Wonderful. They are torn off like paper. So the other guy who'd been remixed, who'd been with you. Come on, let's get out of here. And he sort of drags Mystic along with him and he's saluting his other. Thanks for the assist, guys. We needed it. I'm going to extend one of my now freed hands to Cat for a fist bump. Just be like, that was badass, my dude. Cat will. Look at it for a moment and do like most weakest fist bumps or just sort of like move her hand very slowly, gently touch your outstretched fist, pull it back. As soon as there's contact, I'm going to pump my fist and just go, fuck yeah, and start running. So the guy that looks, well, that Quint recognizes as himself is still ahead of you. So he, he looks, gives a winning smile. Someone call for a hero? Call me Essential. Oh God, is your name actually Essential? Um, hi, me. I'm me. Seriously, we can talk about this later. My parents named me Quintessential Hero. We don't really have time to talk. We could exchange authorized biographies later. He grabs you by the shoulder and starts. So all of you guys are getting pulled. So uh, the feedback is still holding Thaumaturge. But the guy that reminds you of yourself, there's another sound. This one's inquisitory, but like, come on, let's go. Leave him. Um... All right, yeah, I'm just, I, I had assumed I had dropped him already as soon oh, as perfect. Really hard. Great. The scene fades on the backs of the heroes running down the street, following these other versions of themselves. And Aegis, uh, an Aegis van with hero code enforcement stenciled on the side. The back doors open and Thaumaturge standing himself back up, staring the way, you've, the way you come, his eyes flaring purple. And that fades to black. So the next scene, we're going to skip all of the the running because that's boring. Uh, The next scene is going to open in Strike's base. There is some complicated door lock. It's actually in the sewers that you didn't know were under Rancho Paseo. Apparently you have a fast underground sewer system now. But journeying through that is very uneventful. They get you in and this front room of like, have you guys... I'm dating myself, but have you seen the original Ninja Turtles movie? It is basically like 
a really clean sewer nexus that's been walled off and has a bunch of mismatched couches in it. Uh, see like a big boxy TV, a couple computers, but it's very clearly repurposed out of the sewer. Sewer base. Got it. Yeah. And y'all are led in and essential and this other person who hasn't introduced himself and remix are high fiving and like congratulating each other. And then they, they all sort of collapse onto the couches and look around and essentials against he has that perfect smile like you can even see the glint off it, it, the the light reflecting off his teeth oh god looks like you got caught by Aegis hero enforcement how's that working out for you look man we just got here cut us some slack cat's gonna be standing awkwardly it's not the first time i don't know if you remember me i was with uh, another individual last time i was here he cocks his head at Phantom, right? I never forget a face. You left in a hurry last time. Yes. Got it. Silence is golden. Yes. So, who are all of you anyway? I know none of you are registered heroes. Like I said, me. I'm me, and um, we're from another here. Rewind. Back up. You're not making any sense. Try again? Really? I'm surprised that you're surprised by this. We're from another dimension, and we came here because shit happens to me all the time. And I really just like to go home now. Okay. He looks at at Quint and sort of smiles, and he clearly recognizes you as one of himself. But that's not in his character to like acknowledge that kind of thing. He's the leader here, so he looks around. How about the rest of you? Y'all sliders too? Yeah, we're from where he's from. Hi, I'm feedback. I'm pretty sure that guy's also feedback, unless you chose an even cooler name. This is White Noise. And there's this, again, little sort of friendly flare. In an attempt to silence the opposition, A just tore out his vocal cords. Oh my god, that is the worst case scenario. And uh, White Noise is is nodding at you and his... I'm so sorry. Hey, I know you can't talk, but can we, can we talk for a sec? I gesture away from the group. He gives you a thumbs up and sort of... Is going to follow you over. I pull him aside and I just pull off my mask. I'm like, look, man, I need to be utterly serious for a second. Is Roxy okay? Is she safe? So he, um, well, the sound is a question mark. Very clear. Our sister, is she okay? He has a pad of paper that he writes down. Uh, don't have a sister, have an older brother. Sad sound. Okay. Yeah. Um, where I'm from, we, uh, we have a little sister and I'm, I gotta be honest, ever since I got here, I've just been worried. So if she doesn't exist, at least she's not in danger, right? <laughs> he pats you on the back and gives one of those. Yeah, that's great. Smiles. Back in the center of the crowd here, uh, Essential is looking at New Mystic. And just to make things absolutely clear, you are not the Aegis Super Soldier and Legacy Mystic, right? Well, I am Mystic. I'm not her, I guess. And I guess that wasn't my grandfather that I saw. Wait, do you not have a badass super soldier grandfather? Well, no. He passed away, disappeared many years ago. I actually never really got to talk to him as Thaumaturge. We didn't even know who he was until after he passed. So Essential is leaning forward and he's he's listening. He He's a great listening face. You can tell he's really, he cares about what you're saying. This guy is such a piece of shit. Wow, Quinn, I think your other self is cooler than you are. Ooh, 
Roll a powerful blow, Quint. Really? Uh, Do you feel? Does that feel? Does that feel like a powerful blow to you? It sounded like one. No, uh, I actually. Yeah, this Quint is not trying to be cool. I forgot. Thank you. So, so never mind. It feels like it should be, but it's like he can be as cool as he wants. Apparently, he got stuck in the 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 hero racket after all. Sucks to be him. Uh, Essential looks over at Cat and. I don't recognize anyone quite like you. I'm thinking you might be new around here. Kat's going to nervously pull her hands out of her pockets. Not really sure where to put them. Tie her scarf down. Uh, pull out a little like Halloween packet of M&Ms. Start munching. I'm just Cat. He can tell you're uncomfortable, so he does back off. Um... And he starts to say something and then suddenly it's like the whole room has gotten dimmer and smaller and you see creeping around the floor like in a movie it would be dark liquidy smoke almost these tendrils. Awesome. Boss is back. Wait, you're not the boss? I thought, uh, come on, you didn't even end up being the leader. I mean, I'm team lead. Then there is another person sort of like the, you know the smoke like when they do the smoke effect where the person appears and then the smoke like flows off them that's what happens so why don't you describe what auntie looks like he's uh wreathed in the uh the smoke and it congeals itself around his face so that you can't see any uh identifying details about him he's otherwise wearing black very sharp dressed fatigues and quint looks over at him uh not quint uh essential looks over at him Hey, so we rescued a couple of strays. I heard. So, I hear your enemies of the state. Uh, apparently. We're also fugitives at large. We have something in common. So, who are you? I'm Auntie. And, as has been implied... He's not here to rescue you, if that's what you're thinking. I'm the boss. Uh, sorry. Essential starts to talk over you and then realizes it's not an appropriate time to make a joke, uh, sort of fades backward. Quint, you have never seen yourself react like this before, like actually showing deference to somebody, but yeah. God, I hate him. So, anti what? But what's the etymology of that name? Just anti. That's a terrible name. I didn't ask for your feedback. Your name is Quintessential. Hey, I have a terrible name and I know it, but I, I own it. <laughs> so Essential is just kind of looking at all of you like... Uh, the grown-ups are fighting. I don't like this. Look, we were around to pick up Remix. Pats the guy on the shoulder. And well, didn't look like you guys wanted to stick around either. He, he looks back at Andy. I can't in good conscience ask you to join us right now. Yeah, no, but they have our doodaddy thing that sent us here and then probably send us home. So how about we go siege Aegis and get it back? We do need to do that. We can't stay here. I see we're on a similar page. That's that me you make it sound so easy. Do you have any other ideas? Is there another way to leave this dimension? So as soon as Mystic speaks, Auntie, you notice her for the first time. She looks very, very similar, if not identical, to one of the premier um, 
Aegis uh, recon team's leaders, uh, a hero, a state hero by the name of Mystic, who has been just trained. She's the peak performance of Aegis. And this person looks a lot like her, could probably be her. So I'm going to uh, point at Mystic. Who are you? Uh, I'm Mystic. I apparently fell here from another dimension, according to the other people that were here in our dimension. And then all of a sudden, we were here in your dimension. I'm just so confused. As Auntie is talking, Kat's trying to, like, fade into the background. She looks embarrassed and worried and is trying to very hard cover up her emotions. So far, it seems like Auntie's uh, attention has all been focused on Mystic. Um, so if you want to see her, like, do you want to know, where are you? Are you focusing on Mystic or are you noticing the other people in this room? I am focusing on Mystic. So we have a magic-y glowy hero. Are you still glowing? You're not glowing anymore? I think maybe just like the palms of her hands are. Okay. Sort of glowy powers being stared at by shadow powers. I think you're going to need a little bit more explanation than that, Mystic. Come on. Another dimension? That's not a thing. I mean, I don't really know anything except for I saw what looked like another version of myself who seemed bent on imprisoning us just for being in a place without ID. So both Phantom and Cat, you're seeing someone someone really floundering in a situation you have a lot of experience with. Are you are you willing to sort of step up and help them out a little bit? Cat will shoot a glance over to Phantom and see if A, I gonna step up. Uh, Phantom Phantom looks back at Cat and said and kind of like sighs because they're not really used to doing this kind of stuff with like other people. They're so experienced that this is. Like, wow, I remember when I was involved in this. So Phantom kind of floats over and like puts a hand on Junie's shoulder and looks at Auntie. I don't know how much experience you have with the concept of dimensions. Well, I know there's more than three. Yes. The five of us have come from another one. We fell here accidentally. The people here... We're not involved in whatever is going on, but we do need to get to the device that Aegis have so that we can leave. Wait, I know you. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely been a prior. I think you two both ran into each other when Phantom was doing something. And then I think if it's okay with you guys, you, uh, Phantom, you actually skipped out of the dimension when... Uh, Auntie and somebody were in a really were pinned down in a bad situation. You could have stepped up and chose to skip out instead. Yeah, uh, Phantom and Ollie were both here together. Perfect. So you have definitely now been identified as who you are. Well, it's a, a pleasure to make your acquaintance once again. G glad to see you're still alive. So it is you. you. You're not another duplicate. No, I'm. There's only one phantom as far as i've seen so uh from the corner um white noise gives sort of a uh, maybe not sound and comes over to join you writes down noah wilson question mark phantom kind of squints their eyes at it yes that would be me the note 
continues uh, Aegis Commando, unpowered, works for Mystic. Listen, I want you to understand something. Yes, Noah Wilson here is my other self, but there is only one me. Everyone else who's like me isn't me. At that, Essential stands up and starts applauding. Well said, well said. You sound like a leader. I'm glad you're joining us. Is he being sincere? Is he being a smartass? He's being genuinely sincere. Like, he is honest to God. There's possibly uh, ulterior motives, but it is absolutely sincere. Okay. So, <laughs> so essential after he's, he stays standing, like, kind of looks around and then sort of tentatively looks over at Auntie. Um, it sounds like we could use them. We were talking about storming the storage facility anyway. He, he suddenly, like, he doesn't seem afraid or anything, but it's like he genuinely wants to say the right thing. It does sound like we might be able to help each other out. I mean, we're going uh, with or without you, so might as well help us. Essential looks at you. So do you speak for everyone? Are you the team leader? We're, we're not really a team. We're just kind of thrown together by circumstance. Those are the best kinds of teams, the ones thrown together by fate itself. Oh, dear God. Can you not quote TV tropes for a second? Listen, the last person I was in a team with is dead. All right, so that's a bit of a bummer. Thanks for bringing that up. Essential's face falls a little bit. We've all lost people important to us. That's what happens during war. Uh, I'm not from a wartime place. We're not soldiers, buddy. Hold on, listen. Where we're from, none of this is happening. Things are arguably fine compared to where they are here. We're not warriors. We're not resistance fighters. I'm just some asshole in a super suit, okay? If you want us to be, like, wartime heroes, I'm sorry, I don't know for the right people you're looking for. At least I'm not. All I want to do is get the hell home to my sister. You're really selling me. All right, listen, smartass. I think when uh, that said that everyone loses someone, Phantom kind of pulls back from Junie and finally pulls her hood down and disappears and, like, floats back to the other side of the room, invisible. Because... They're not having a good time. Feedback is squaring up with Auntie right now. He's like, all right, asshole, listen. I want you to look around at us. I want you to look at me, and I want you to understand something. We're not your allies here. We need your help to get our stuff, and you want us to help you too, okay? So stop being a fucking prick about it. Auntie, this is fairly familiar to you with the new people that are kind of coming to this team, that anger and the you're not, I'm not a soldier, I'm not a fighter. This is kind of a dialogue you hear fairly frequently. You're not particularly great at handling it, but this is something you do hear. Look, we had someone just look her dead grandfather in the face. We all got dropped here and abducted immediately. And you're just throwing us into the fucking fire. Give us a minute to breathe. You don't think that I've heard this same story a hundred times? And you, you don't think me. that I get people coming in here time after time looking for sanctuary from Aegis? 
You don't think that I lose hundreds of people to Aegis year after year trying to find a way to stop them from preventing us from being ourselves? Oh, stop waving your dicks and just separate and cool off, for fuck's sake. It emerges from the shadows at this point, I'm assuming? Yeah, she's giving away her position. So when you do, it's like there's a double take from all three of them, essential white noise and auntie, and you remember this particular person because the person she traveled with was trying to assassinate somebody, someone really important. Um, and you were trying to stop her. You being Andy, not anybody else. Yeah, hi, we meet again, asshole. There are a lot of familiar faces here. Listen. You apparently need help getting into the Aegis Secure Base. We have information that can get people into the Aegis Secure Base. If you can get the dimension hopping thing and get out of this dimension and back out of my life, I would appreciate that. And I would further appreciate it if you would bring the weapon that you would also find in that secure base back to us. Okay. That was surprisingly easy. There's this really tense, like there's this shot of feedback and anti face to face, cat kind of walking like between them and the air is really tense. And then all of a sudden, as, as Kat speaks, it's like, well, that we don't have to punch each other because we're just going to do the thing and leave. Kat's going to pull out a lollipop. All right. So bootlicker, foggy, background noise. Point us in the direction of this Aegis base and at least I'll get going. I've broken into and out of Aegis more times than I can count. So either leave and let us go or help us or just Stop. Quint! This isn't that kind of base. I'm pretty sure that um, the Aegis we're dealing with isn't the kind that gives tours to people visiting the city. So it's not going to be as easy to break into. Yeah, it won't stop me. Look, all right. You guys just sit over there. Uh, she points at uh, feedback, quintessential, the outline of what she presumes to be Phantom and Mystic. Anti, yeah, just let's. I'll go over to that room over there and we'll swap info. We'll come up with something resembling a plan. We'll go run up and kick fascist Aegis in the balls and then pop on out of here. All right, look, even before as a superhero, I was cool with beating the shit out of fascists. So, you know, I'm in. So that seems like a little bit of a scene break. Uh, as Cat and Auntie, well, Cat is walking. Auntie is kind of shadow gliding because he's like that. Phantom's gonna follow because they're completely invisible. Hey, is this Half-Life 3? I'm actually gonna swing past uh, Junior and be like, are you okay? If that was your grandfather, I can imagine you're a little shaken up. You you holding up okay? I mean, I just feel like I'm in shock, honestly. It's just, I don't know, numb? I saw a man who I've wanted to talk to for all of all of my most recent years of my life. I guess I'm not an adult yet, but um, I wanted to talk to him forever. And all of a sudden he was just getting like kicked in the face and 
I guess, no, that was the other me that was kicked in the face. And now here we are in this base talking about people who think that we're undeserving of help or we have to help for some reason, or I don't know. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot right now, but, um, look, we're, we're going to have each other's backs. Okay. Like, I know we don't know each other, but, um, listen, until we're getting out of this, I got your back. It sounds like comfort and support. Yeah. Please roll comfort and support for this. All right. Um, yeah. So that is plus mundane. And that is, God, my dice are loving me tonight. That's an, that's an, a 10. I rolled a nine and I have plus one mundane. That's awesome. So that they can mark a potential clear conditions or shift labels. And you get to either add a team to the pool, which I haven't messed around with yet, uh, but I'm going to fight or clear a condition if you have one marked. I don't have any conditions marked, so. So then add a team to the pool. So what about uh, Mystic? What are you? I have two conditions marked, afraid and insecure. I, I've been meaning to ask, like, did running away from that fight count as running away for afraid or did that not count? I don't think so, because you were it was kind of a group escape rather than like you fleeing the scene. Right. I, I agree with you. I just wanted to ask just in case. I think I'm going to um, unmark afraid based off this conversation. And I'm going to say to feedback. Thanks. That means a lot. I'll get your back, too. I'm going to extend my fist for a fist bump. And I'll fist bump with my glowing palms on the underside because I'm still kind of nervous. There's a little wub wub what our fists hit. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be this two split off for a second here where you have Phantom, Auntie, and Cat in one room and the other heroes plus White Noise and Essential in the first one. Quint's playing Half-Life 3. <laughs> <laughs> For the heroes that are in the, uh, the, the the room, there's video games and stuff, but it's also a chance to kind of debrief and, and rest and sort of connect with one another. So think about what you're doing there, and I'll come back to you in a minute. The room that the other the cat, the cat and Auntie have gone into is, I'm picturing like in Fallout, you have those rooms that have all the really shitty uh, file cabinets. So it's like it could be some sort of research room, but obviously they wouldn't like you into anything that has anything. It's got a bunch of file cabinets, some broken down desks, a really shitty computer, stuff like that. All right. What's your information that gets us into the place where we're storing the stuff? We've obtained a password that uh, is going to expire at some point, but we don't know exactly when. So we need this to happen as soon as possible. All right. Is this... Password get, gets us to our front door. Do we have an alternate entrance? So just open up, I guess, their evidence locker slash turfy cabinet. Uh, the password should get you inside and through the first layer of their defenses. That doesn't sound very reassuring from what I remember of this dimension. You're heroes, aren't you? Quint sneezes. Guess is going to silently stare at him with that comment. Well, he's just going to silently stare back. <laughs> oh, please don't tell me we're in a surly brood off. What else did you expect? You just hear a voice come from nowhere. Wow. Are you just going to stare at each other? No. So, Andy, this is actually pretty impressive because people don't usually get sneak, sneak up on you. And usually you're the one that can be the most visible in a scenario. 
So this is kind of a, a new experience being startled. All right. So we get in past the first level of defenses. We, I assume, get disguises beforehand. So we look like jackbooted folks. Locate our trophy room. Is a trophy room past any more layers of defenses or are we in still a defense level? Whatever. Defense level one. Considering that the secure room is holding a weapon and a dimension hopping device, it's probably going to be past the first layer of defense. Great. Okay. So we proceed past defense layer two. The whole place lights up and we've got everyone on our asses. Fantastic. A really great plan. I can see why you want us. What are you doing with all of this? You helping? You sitting back here? What are you doing? I'm playing Half-Life 3. Digression for video games. Wait, is that actually Half-Life 3 or is that just the VR bullshit? No, this is Half-Life. This came out years ago here. I There's a 4 and 5. What? Yeah, that's the cut over that they're, they're talking about the Half-Life series. In, like, inset into this tense negotiation. Well, are, are they... Are they good, though, or are they, like, bullshit in this universe? Dude, Quint tosses them a controller. There's two-player co-op. It's multiplayer? Back to the tense negotiation. All right, so we get a password. Great. I need to... I think I know a place I need to stop by first. What's the weapon you want us to get? Oh, yeah, I guess we should know that, too. He actually goes through some technical specs of what this thing is. It doesn't make a lot of sense to you. What it sounds like is it's some sort of superpower EMP, like superpower negator EMP type thing. Mm. Area effect thing that will neutralize powers for a certain period of time. So kind of badass, also kind of mutually assured destruction in a lot of ways because it'll affect the heroes that set it off too. So we shouldn't set it off in the building. That would probably be a bad idea, yes. I mean, it negates powers, yes. And power adjacent equipment. So it would stop the dimension null device. I mean, that's what he said, yeah. So, so the dimension device is not powers. That's pure tech. Actually, probably Phantom, it wouldn't affect you very much either. If we use it there, we could probably get out easier if everyone around us can't use their powers. I mean, I know. Some of you need your powers, but... What's the radius? Would it just take out everyone in the building and we have like a team waiting just outside to rush in during the confusion? Uh, the way it sounds is uh, basically... I can't visualize distance very much, but it would be like the size of like a conference hall like a conference room in, in, a, in some sort of facility. It's like that size. So not... So it's, it's pretty close up then. I, I was thinking like city blocks. Okay, so that's not too bad then. No, not even. This is like you drop a grenade. This would be the equivalent of a grenade in a, com uh, a conflict, like that size of an explosion. Yeah, sure. We'll drop it off. The other thing that is along with this, so there's the device itself, but you're also going to be getting the actual plans on how to build it properly. That would be useful. Okay. Yeah, no. Talk to the errors, I guess. You want both the device and the blueprints? Yes. All right. Cat will throw the uh, lollipop stick, have it land near Auntie. Break a leg. I have one request. Look, we've run into each other, Auntie. I remember. My condition for helping you with this 
don't say a fucking word about that. That's agreeable. I actually, I, I pull my cell phone out. Is it still? Is it connected to a network here? Yes, it is. Uh, so it did some. The, the it doesn't have a great reception, but it's connecting to something. All right, I'm gonna dial Isaac Emerald's number. Ah. One of my class features is friends in low places. Um, when you come to them for help with your problems, mark obligation on them and they'll help out within their specialty. If their boxes are full, then they won't help you until you help them in return. Uh, well, before I call, I'm going to look at Kat. So, uh, what's the deal? What's our, what's our game? We have a password event. Apparently will get us into a base. We're going to go steal the Dimension Hopper and the thing they want. All right, rad. What is it that they want? Uh, it's like a power disabling, I don't know, grenade. Power disabling grenade. Oh. So why are we going to give that to them? Because we want our box to get on out of here. That's after we get our box, right? I don't know if you've caught on, but the superheroes here kind of... The kind of suck and are fascist skinhead pricks. So if this gives these dudes an edge up on them, I'm down. I'm not seeing any reason to think that these guys are any better. I mean, they helped us. They're a little better. Strike isn't that bad. I mean, hey, if up this other me is with them, and that's, I mean, I, I trust other me, right, White Noise? Yeah, buddy, thumbs up. On the other hand, they also have, you know, other me, and just look at him. Do you not trust this other version of yourself? He's... It's obvious that he's a bootlicker and will do anything that Auntie tells him to. I'm sure he hasn't had an independent thought since he was five. That's a little needlessly harsh. We're also getting the blueprints for it. We could give that to them and take the device ourselves. I'm very good at stealing things. I mean, you have been invisible several of the times I've spoken. Look, let's not so. piss him off by doing something like that. Let's just get the device and get out. I actually got to make a phone call, too. So, All right, I'm going to dial Isaac Emerald's personal number because I have that still and hope it works. There's two rings and on the third, the line connects. Emerald Antiques and Rare Books. And you recognize that voice instantly. Isaac, hey, um, this wouldn't happen to be the gentleman villain Isaac Emerald, would it? There is dead silence for a long moment. Aaron? Hey, yeah, no, this is, um, this is Aaron Riley. How are you talking to me? Because I'm a, this is gonna sound weird. I'm gonna need you to um, follow along. I'm a different Aaron Riley. I'm from a different reality, but you're one of the few people in this reality that I have the phone number for and one of the few I know I can trust because, I mean, let's face it, fuck the superhero guys, right? In this universe, they suck. There's another pause, but this one's like a heavy, thoughtful. Absolutely. What can I do for you? It's good to hear your voice, even if you're not the same you that I was used to. Yeah, no, that guy looks like he's got a rough deal. Do you still have contacts with... I know it's probably hard to be a supervillain in this world, but do you still have any contacts? First, I'm not a supervillain. I'm an extra-legal advocate for public disturbance. But yes. You're definitely the Isaac I know. But I do have some contacts related to things like that. It sounds like you have some things in mind. We're going to be raiding Aegis, like, tonight. 
Oh, lovely. I was wondering how much noise you could make to uh, pull as many of those assholes away and have them looking up their butts while we're in and out. Oh, that sounds delightful. Sounds like you're looking for sound effects and a light show. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the usual. <laughs> you know, there's nothing usual for me. But I can't arrange something. All right. You know, you almost make me miss being a villain. You're not a... <clears throat> you don't advocate for change? No, I am... Um, yeah, where I'm from, I'm kind of on the hero team now. It's weird. Well, I mean, that's not so unusual. Our world, Aaron, after all, is trying to overthrow the government. That's a villain? Yeah, no, I like him already. Is government overthrow villainous where you come from? I mean, the government is not great, but at least they're not fascists. So technically it is? I don't know. That sounds very complicated. But I'll go back to where my strengths lie. Midnight seems poetically appropriate. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys, does Midnight sound good for the raid? I mean, that's not up to us, is it? Essential and uh, white noise, especially. He's been, Are you close enough where he can... Uh, yeah, he could probably tell who I'm talking to. Yeah, he um is is actually kind of grinning at you. It's like the calmest expression you've seen him have. Um, and and, and nods, gives you a double thumbs up, and some sort of mic droppy, affirmative, fuck yeah, sound accompanies. Yeah, I give him a wub wub fist bump. Yeah, midnight sounds terrific. Nice. See that fist bump? It's perfect. And as it strikes, you get almost like Sonic Boom style. It, it, it's it's good. You got this. So it sounds like the plan is to raid the Aegis base tonight at midnight. Yep, and what's in it for you is if we succeed, Strike gets something that can uh, make Vanguard shit his pants a little bit. Oh, I like the sound of that as well. But don't tell me you're giving to that anti-character. He's very, very, he lacks style. You could bring it to me instead. I promise I can do something useful with it. I, I have to bring it to them. Unfortunately, I'm kind of tied down on that, but... Do they have a gun to your head? Look, if, is, is there something else in there that I can snag you? Because I'm sure I can give it to White Noise and he can run it to you. I just want to go back to this. My Aaron wouldn't feel obligated to do anything he didn't want to do. Yeah, well, unfortunately, uh, it's not just me that's on the line. There's a lot of other people here who um, I kind of got to watch their backs, so... Ah, well, uh, you know what's interesting. Find me some party favors. I can definitely pick you up some party favors. It's good talking to you, Isaac. I'll make sure to give my Isaac your regards. And the the line disconnects. So, guys, uh, good news. Midnight, we're going to have someone pulling a distraction that make getting us in easier. Cool. Well, all right. How did you know to call someone in this dimension? I thought you were one of the people who was from mine. I just hoped that his phone number was still his phone number, mostly. Pretty lucky. Some things stay the same. Some things are vastly different. No, this this guy is very much the same smug bastard that I know and love. So we're good. We're golden. Well, you got lucky, but try that twice. Well, I would love to see the results. I am terrified by how you said that, so I might not try Am I terrifying? Am I weird? You're a little intimidating. Weird? No, you're just... You said you've been watching us. 
I Yeah, that's creepy. You still didn't answer my question. How long? Oh, uh, well, you know, the amount of time I was there in your dimension. Six months. And you've been watching us specifically? No, not you specifically. I've been watching people in your dimension. Just so, so you're aware, you might have different social norms, but where we're from, watching people like that is creepy. You are all... <sighs> You don't understand. You're not like me. In order to fit in in dimensions, I need to watch. I need to observe the people, their customs, their culture, what they do, so that I don't stand out so much. Although, phantom gestures to all of them. They take off their hood first and turn visible <laughs> and gesture all of them. I think I would stand out in your dimension. A little bit, yeah. It's so strange. That you don't have blue hair or yellow eyes. Ooh, but Quint, don't you actually? Aren't you're you're a natural blue, aren't you? Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You have blue hair. So essentials watching you guys. Yeah, I've got blue hair. See. Oh. I like your shade, by the way. It looks good on you. Well, thank you. To Quint, he's like. So. Huh. Oh, I see the roots. Uh, I understand. I went through that phase, too. You know, there's probably going to be no hair dye in a lot of these dimensions. Wait, are you serious? Why? Do you need to dye your hair, too? I mean, I, I think you can see I don't naturally have black roots and uh, green ends. Your hair does look really rad, by the way, though. Thank you. Huh. Interesting. The scene fades down on this discussion of hair dye. So you guys talk me through your prep. Cat's gonna roll all the best stuff, one of the scion moves. Since she she can she has a list of basically places where heroes and villains stash their stuff. If she raids a villain's place, she rolls plus danger. If she raids a hero's place, she rolls plus savior. And basically I can get stuff that would help me. On a 10 plus, I don't leave a trace. On a seven to nine, things are a little iffy. And on a six or lower, they know I'm coming. Or they know I've been there and are coming to investigate. Cat is going to sneak out and access her mother's safe house in this dimension. That is a partial hit. Nice. All right, on a seven to nine. So tell me what the safe house is, like what it looks like, where it is, and then what evidence. So this is going to be like the the prep montage. So so tell me tell me how that worked. All right, so the safe house. Uh, is an apartment, one of the many brutalist apartment blocks that uh, lie in this fascist world. My mother has modified it, so it is basically like hidden storage areas where she can stash equipment and whatnot that she might need later when she comes back to this dimension. Cat knows where all the secret switches are. So then open them up. So on a hit, you find a tool or intel useful to the situation. Cat is getting as much information as she can find off of her mother's computer in this dimension pertaining to the Aegis base we are about to raid. The tech in this dimension is weird. Like a lot of it's higher, but for some reason, computer tech, they have the big, what is it, CRT monitors still and floppy disks. Oh, dear God. So you end up, either you can print your stuff, dot matrix printer style, or come back with a floppy disk, whatever is easiest. Actually, if you print with the printer, 
the evidence you leave behind could be the pulled off dots of the uh, uh, side feedies of the dot matrix paper. Yes. Kat is going to print out the, um, print out what she needs, roll it up, tuck it in her jacket, but will be a little sloppy and uh, leave the holy bits lying around and forget to close one of the secret panels. And uh, the last shot is Kat leaving the door closing behind her. The camera pans over to the desk with the printer. And there are there's like a, a fragment of that feed paper on side paper. And then on the ground, there's a couple more strips that had been and it hangs on it for a long time. Kat will lay out the information she managed to get off her mom's computer. Like, no, none of this is out of date, but I managed to get a pretty... Closest we're going to get to a layout of the base. See, here's the events locker located behind all this stuff. So, with a distraction, pulling away most of the guards, honestly, it should be fairly simple to get past the skeleton crew and then get out quickly. There's a scene from overhead of you guys all leaning over a a, a series of papers that have been laid side to side. So the printout all lines up and you can see the, the way the ba- base looks in multiple sheets of paper. Phantom makes a point to say that they can turn one other person invisible if they hold them. If anyone feels like they can't sneak that well. Do you want to be carried by me? I look at, I look at my costume and all the bright lights on it and the LEDs. I'm like, I, uh, I might need you to hold me. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. I might need your help. <laughs> I will definitely hold you feedback. There, there's a scene, uh, the, 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 that's a voiceover, a scene of not exactly an embrace, but there being some contact between Phantom and Feedback and you both going invisible with that lovely text, a uh, lovely dialogue over it. Feedback is just, his face is beat red. He's just like, this isn't weird. This is fine. This is for the cause. Well, and no one can see because you're invisible. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, no, that's why. I'm allowing myself to look embarrassing because no one can see it and everyone still has an image of me being cool and rad. Uh, so for Quint, as everyone else is preparing, I'm trying to finish Half-Life 3 before I'm out of here. <laughs> so yeah, in between these lovely scenes of you guys prepping with the heroic music, there's Quint with heroic music playing Half-Life. I do love the idea of Quint playing Half-Life with Anti. And essential, just looking jealous as fuck. Yeah, so the first one is is Quint playing by himself. The second one is Quint playing by himself, except the shadows are deeper. The third one is him and Auntie leaning engaged in this game. Uh, what about Mystic? How is she getting prepped? I think she's just like, um, with knowing that she has to be stealthy, she's just like gently calming herself down so you can see the glow is dying down and she's just like stretching and like game face. So that montage scene ends with the, the music coming to a close and a close up on the ending title screen of credits rolling of Half-Life and then fade to black. And then in the black screen, suddenly there is a deafening explosion and that lights up with what looked to be fireworks and all of a sudden this monochrome city that you had been working with is illuminated with blues and pinks and just these brilliant colors raining down all over the the city 
And I think that's called, we'll call it for there. Thanks for listening. In this timeline, Junie, Mystic Haraway, the Nova, is played by Siobhan. She can be found on Twitter at at SpellboundMage. Quintessential Hero, the Delinquent, is played by Eric, who is also our fearless editor. He can be found on Twitter as at PrimeFactorX01, or as the voice of Silk the Fay in the Shadows of St. Fleur podcast. Phantom, the Nomad, is played by Charlie. So you can be found on Twitter as at Magical underscore Pride or on Sir Podcast as at Pre-Pod Engage. Cat Hector Slain II, the Scion, is played by Matthew. Aaron Feedback Riley, the Reformed, is played by Tom. He can be found on Twitter as at Albion Graves or on his podcast as at GMM Cast. Rainy Wood Rose Sunrise, the star, is played by M. He can be found on Twitter as at Mech. And I'm Lee, your narrator and dimensional tour guide. I can be found on Twitter as at The Law of Names. Otherware is produced by Law of Names Games. Our other projects can be found at lawofnames.com. It's played in Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway from Magpie Games at Magpie Official on Twitter. Our theme music is composed by Michael Freitag on Twitter as at Admiral Amara. The actions and opinions presented here belong to the individuals from this dimension only and are not representative of any other selves known or unknown. Otherware is not responsible for any side effect drifting produced by listening to this podcast. Next time on Otherware. I'm just feeling a lot of emotions right now and yeah. Oh my God, when we get back, this is there's going to be a movie night. This is mandatory. Listen, I'm I'm new to this whole group dynamic, okay? I don't know, it hasn't blown up yet. Get? He's not throwing a tantrum, he's trying to kill you. Now that I know I'm bad at shooting guns. We got out alive. It's like watching yourself on television. We have a problem. This was put together by a kindergartner. <laughs>